Did you know that sometimes the Lord puts you in situations that humble you? Other times it's just your decisions that put you there, but either way, it is critical to learn from these moments. Why? Well, the humble heart is a grateful heart. The question is not have you been in any of these situations because you have. The real question is how are your struggles teaching you to show compassion on others? That's what I want to talk about in today's podcast. Welcome to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas, and it is a pleasure to be here to serve you. The title of the podcast is, Some Days You Need to Feel Like a Counselee. I want to share with you one of my more embarrassing moments to illustrate the point that I am making. Of course, as always, if you want to talk to me and our team, you can do that. We are open for business 24-7, 365 days out of the year. We are here to serve you, so let us know how. Now, if you just want to feed yourself, you can do that. You don't have to talk to us. Go on our website, rickthomas.net. We have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of articles there that you can read We're getting close to 1,000 podcasts. That's right around 500 hours of listening. And we have scores of videos as well. And then if you need more, if you want some interaction, please get on our website. We have a free community forum where you can chit-chat with us with whatever question that you may have. Situational difficulty you may be going through. For those of you who support us, thank you very much. You can get on our private forum and talk directly to me and our team. As I say from time to time, just make sure you flatten out what you are talking about because people, many people prefer that, and that's fine with us. You can leave out names. You can change names. and You can change churches. That's fine. Uh, But give us the idea of what you're struggling with, and that way we will be able to help you, give you some direction, and again, it would be our joy. If you want to read this podcast, go to Some Days You Need to Feel Like a Counselee. I have, for the most part, have maintained an an exercise routine throughout my life. Historically, I'm a runner, which is something that I... I've always loved to do and been doing it from, well, as early as I can remember. And cycling would be my second favorite exercise activity. Back in the day, we would get together with friends and, and I would cycle and we'd spend many hours and it was just a lot of fun. But whether running or cycling, those were my two favorite exercises. But since my back surgery in 2017, those options are now in my rearview mirror. There were several seasons where Lucia and I participated in boot camps. Sometimes we participated and then other times we led them for a few friends. And as I was reflecting on, if you don't know what a boot camp is, it's where a bunch of people, well, maybe 10 or 15 people get together usually early in the morning before work, and you do a lot of weird exercises out on a football field, soccer field, something like that. And as I was reflecting on that recently, it reminded me of one of those most embarrassing moments that the Lord used to teach me humility again, because I need those lessons again and again. So I want to share with you a journal entry from 2011. Here's what I wrote in 2011. 
The alarm went off at 4.45 a.m. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go. The temptation to roll over in my bed was profoundly strong, but by the grace of God, I rolled over and out and prepared to engage another wintry day. I got up, though with lingering doubts still going on in my head. It was day two of my six-week boot camp training. I, for in a moment of brain cramp, I signed up to be part of a two-day-a-week-for-six-week boot camp course with 15 other crazy strangers. We work out nonstop from 5.15 a.m. to 6.15 a.m. Crunches, push-ups, running, suicides. You can Google that if you want to know what that is. Crab crawls, bear crawls, and other challenging exercises that drive you to the limits of your physical ability. Yesterday, after 45 minutes of relentless nonstop exercising, we ran to the other side of the public school building where we were having our boot camp. As my instructor says, no one walks in boot camp. We run everywhere. And so off to the soccer field to do a bear crawl to the other side of the field and a crab crawl all the way back. The bear crawl, and you can try this. You can do this at home in your living room. Caveat, you may want to consult your physician before you do this. That's my qualifier. But a bear crawl is you get down on all fours with your rear end down close to the ground, and you're crawling across the field with nothing touching the ground but your hands, your palms, and your feet. Now, the crab crawl is basically the same thing but it is crawling upside down, belly up, again, on your hands and your feet. Now, as I was doing this, about a third of the way through the bear crawl, I gave up and started cheating. I got up, and I walked to the end of the field. And when I got to the end, I I stood and watched aghast as my out-of-shape friends were persevering, very slowly, stopping along the way, but never giving up until they made it to the end where I was standing. I was embarrassed. Now, once everyone was across the field, that was the bear crawl, we had to crab crawl back to our original starting point. Now, I decided this time I was not going to cheat. I wasn't going to cut any corners. My pride was stronger than my sensibilities. And so I got down with my 15 friends and began to crawl backward. I kept up with them. I did for the first 20 feet or so. And then I began to inch away from them, or they were pulling away from me. 15 minutes later, I was the only person on the field and I was only halfway across that. I was humiliated. These ladies were done, standing, drinking their water and swapping kids' stories. I was crawling, stopping, sitting, crawling, repeat. My hands were frozen and slightly cut as they pressed into the icy cold ground. 
My arms were melted butter, burning and unable to hold me up anymore. I was done, but I was too proud not to finish. Jude 23 says, And have mercy on those who doubt. And it was at that moment when my instructor came out, and he began to crawl with me, encouraging me to finish, appealing to me not to give up. And then a lady came out, and she got down in front of me, face to face, and she started to crawl with me. She was going backwards as I was moving forward, encouraging me along the way. And then another guy came out, and spontaneously the whole team came out and got on the ground, and they recrawled the distance with me until I made it to our starting point. It reminds me of Luke 15, the 90 and 9 came out to help the one struggling, crawling sheep. It was stunning compassion. Everything in me wanted to stop. It was not worth the pain my male ego plummeted. It was a complete, total, comprehensive embarrassment. And the most humiliated I had been in a long time. All of these out-of-shape ladies were in better shape than me. They looked better. They did better. They were better. I was the worst person in the entire group. On the way home, I began to reflect on several struggling people that I have had the privilege to serve in counseling. And as I thought about what I just came through in my one hour of torturous boot camp, my heart went out to them, and my respect for them at that moment was through the roof. Paul said it this way in 1 Thessalonians 5.14, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak. And then he ties a bow around all three people groups the idle, the faint-hearted, and the weak, and this is what he says, be patient with them all. I know it's hard for many of the people that I counsel, whether here on the forum or in real life or anywhere else for that matter, and I know it doesn't seem worth it at times to persevere. Sometimes you have to ask, what in the world am I doing? Which is what I was asking myself at 4.15 a.m. It is so easy to roll over and sleep for another hour. This plan is too hard and who cares? But they come, my counselees. They fight through it and they gain victory bit by bit. I want to be that person running onto the field like my boot camp instructor, like that lady that got in front of my face, like the other guy who came and like the rest of the group that spontaneously, all of them walked on the field, got down and crawled with me. Honestly, as I think about that, it makes me teary-eyed. I still remember it even though it was many years ago, but I want to be that person running on the field, encouraging the struggler who is on the verge of giving up is why this ministry exists. 
It is who I am. It's what this ministry is about. It is who the people are who serve in this ministry, those who serve you so well. I want to get on the cold, hard, wet grass and crawl with them. I want to tell them that we can do this, and by the grace of God, we will finish this thing. I echo Paul's words in Philippians 1, 3 through 6. When I think of my fellow strugglers, here's what Paul said. I thank my God and all remembrance of you. Always, in every prayer of mine, for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. For all of you who have come to this ministry, for all of you that I've had the privilege of interacting with, I respect you. I'm grateful to God to have a small role to play in your sanctification, your spiritual battle that brings Christ-like shape to your life. Thank you for your trust in what God can do through me and through us as we partner together. The title of the podcast is, Some Days You Need to Feel Like a Counselee. Some Days You Need to Sit in the Other Chair. See it from their eyes. Sometimes we can forget what it's like. And with these things in mind, I have a few questions for you. Number one, who is one person you can encourage today? Think about that person. Who will it be? Will you do what you have to do to bless them? Number two, who is that person with whom you struggle? You don't want to bless them. Will you pray for them right now? Number three, as you think about the strugglers in your life, always keep in mind Paul's advice. He said this in Corinthians, for who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Number four, are you tempted to look down on those who are not doing as well as you? One more question, if you struggle with a lack of compassion... Or, if you struggle with fear at being vulnerable, will you let us help you? It would be our privilege to do so. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.